All throughout Matthew's gospel, there's considerable attention given to Jesus' parables. And as we see, Jesus' parables have become a little bit more personal and even a little bit more confrontational. This particular parable that we heard is an allegory for the history of the nation of Israel and is aimed directly at a specific group of people, namely the chief priests of the Jewish people. Now we need to be clear that as we see some of these stories in which Jesus is very critical of the leaders of the Jewish nation at this time, uh, we have to keep in mind these stories are not critiquing or condemning the entire nation. They're critiquing a specific group of people who lived in a particular time and place. And so I hope it goes without saying that we shouldn't use these parables or these stories or these conflicts that Jesus has with this particular group as a weapon against any particular religion or nation today, especially the Jewish people in the Israelite nation. Uh, but we should know exactly what Jesus is saying to this group. Because even though the words aren't directly meant for us, they still shed light on our own lives of faith and how we live the gospel. And as I said, this parable is an allegory. Okay, that means that the, the people in places mentioned, uh, they're symbols of realities. Okay, the landowner is God. The vineyard is his kingdom. The tenants are the chief priests. Now the fruit being produced could be the people of Israel, uh, could be their deeds. Uh, the servants are the prophets that God has sent, such as Isaiah, Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and Elijah. And finally, of course, the landowner's son is Jesus of Nazareth. And so the message is pretty clear. Jesus is saying that the nation of Israel was given these tools needed to produce good fruit. But the nation was not producing good fruit. And it was because the chief priests who led the people and instructed the people. God had been sending prophets to the people to speak on his behalf and to get their attention. But the prophets were ignored. They were often harmed. But then Jesus shifts the focus from Israel's past to their present. His words foreshadow his own crucifixion. He says that the landowner sent his son into the vineyard, into the nation of Israel, saying... Surely they will respect him. They'll respect my son. They'll listen to him. But instead, he was thrown out of the vineyard and killed. Just as Jesus was seized and taken outside the walls of Jerusalem and crucified. Now, strangely enough, the chief priests and the elders, they're listening to Jesus' words. But... Their meaning seems completely lost. 
They don't even seem aware that the parable was about them. And so when Jesus asked the chief priests what the landowner will do, they wind up judging themselves. They condemn themselves. They say the landowner will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. And this irony of the chief priests condemning themselves, it's actually enhanced by the fact that they really should have seen it coming. Jesus' parable, after all, it borrows imagery and symbols from the writings of the prophets. Okay, we heard this very clearly in that first reading. All right, this prophet is speaking, God's speaking through the prophets. He mentions a vineyard, a wine press, a tower, all of these different things. And the people, the chief priests and the elders, they seem completely oblivious to this. These were the men who were supposed to know the scriptures, and it seems like they've never even seen this passage before. How do they not know this? Well, perhaps the human mind today is not very different from the human mind 2,000 years ago. And perhaps, like we often do, these chief priests, these elders, perhaps they were latching on to parts of Scripture that they liked, that they were comfortable with, and perhaps they had ignored Parts that were challenging or confusing. The chief priests ignored some of the scriptures and we do that as well. And Jesus points this out directly. He says, he asks them, do you never read the scriptures? Do you never read in the scriptures? And he quotes, of course, uh, the prophets saying, that the builders have rejected has become the cornerstone. And then he says this. He says, The kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a people that will produce fruit. And that's exactly what happened. Jesus gave the kingdom of God to another group of people. Now remember, in the Old Covenant, the kingdom of God belonged to people based on their ethnicity and on their nationality. Okay, if, if your mother was a Jewish person, if she was a member of the nation of Israel, then you were an Israelite. And just by being born into that, you were an heir of all of God's promises. Well, Jesus came into the world and he started something new. He changed it ever so slightly, but ever so greatly. He gave the kingdom of God to people not based on their ethnicity and who their mother was, but on their faith and their trust and their love of God. Now, this is important, and we need to pay attention to this as Catholics, because we have a tendency to take this new faith established in Christ, 
and treat it like this old faith. Even though each and every Catholic today has access to God's mind and heart through the gift of faith, we treat our faith often like it's a right that we possess from birth rather than something that we're called to live out and bear fruit in the world. We think that we are rightful heirs to the kingdom of God because we were baptized as a baby into the Catholic Church and into a Catholic family. But really, God's calling us to so much more. He's calling us to bear fruit. And we bear fruit when we know and love the true God who reveals himself in Jesus Christ. And this is why scripture is so important. A great number of Catholics are very ignorant of Scripture. And again, in order to bear fruit in the kingdom of God, we must know God and love God. And ignorance of Scripture is actually ignorance of Jesus Christ. It was the case with these chief priests and elders. They were ignorant of the scriptures that Isaiah had written. And because of that, Jesus is right in front of them, the Son of God, and they don't even know him. They don't even recognize him. It's the same with us. Ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. And I didn't make that up. That's, Saint, that's a famous quote from St. Jerome. If we don't know what God reveals to us about himself, we cannot know Jesus. And if we cannot know Jesus, we cannot love him. You know, and it's the year 2017. You know, we don't have a lot of excuses. Okay, if we lived in a time and place where people were largely illiterate, if we lived in a time and place where uh, scripture was, was proclaimed in, in Latin, okay, we might have an excuse. But we don't have those excuses. We have more access to Scripture and to knowing Scripture than any group of people in history. We should be bearing more fruit than at any time in the entire history of humanity. And yet so many are ignorant. It's a good opportunity to put a little plug into Bible study, which begins tonight over at St. Rose, 7 o'clock, we'll be talking about prayer, learning about that, and of course, as we end one series, we move on to the next. But even if you can't attend that for some reason, we've purchased a subscription to formed.org, which has all of the Bible studies there, videos, workbooks, whatever you need, it's there. Even if you don't like that material, there's all kinds of Catholic websites which teach the scriptures. St. Paul's Center for Biblical Studies. There's many. We need to know this if we're going to bear fruit and if we're going to be different from these chief priests and elders. Knowing God, of course, and loving God comes with a great reward. St. Paul said... 
our communion with God, it brings us a peace which surpasses all understanding, which endures even in difficult and violent times. That's the reward for knowing and loving God. That's the reward that we have for bearing fruit in this world, which is increasingly producing poor fruit. And it comes from Scripture, so pray for a desire to know what God reveals about Himself in the Scriptures. And read it and study it with an open mind and open heart, so that you can come to know the same God that St. Paul knew, the same God that St. Jerome knew, and the same God that has helped produce fruit in His saints throughout our church's history.